time for Ghost and Friend Dog. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Live, 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 it's time for another exciting episode of Cox and Crendor in the morning. I'm Jesse Cox. That right there is Crendor. Is it Thursday? It is. This week Whoa. has flown by. And it's only gotten better because yesterday, after talking about Claus, mm-hmm. we received so many amazing fan <laughs> messages about other crazy uh, European, I guess, around the world Santa-like traditions. Apparently, mm-hmm. we as Americans lucked out. Because our Santa's, you know, just a big fat guy who gives presents to kids. Our Santa's very materialistic. That's true. And he has mm-hmm. little elves that help him. And, you know, it's 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 sort of the American way, right? Mm-hmm. It, it says he watches you if you're good or bad, but really he doesn't care. Yeah. He's too busy. Our Santa has got taxes to pay. He, he's, got, he's got stuff to do. He don't care. But there are other Santas that are way better than anything we have. Uh, the perfect example is the Yule Lads, an Icelandic mm-hmm. tradition. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. The Yule Lads, who essentially look like a bunch of homeless old men, are okay. pranksters. Well, actually, this is, I, I love the Wikipedia description. Early on, their numbers and depictions varied greatly depending on location, with each individual lad ranging from mere pranksters to homicidal monsters who eat children. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so they eat children. They're old men who I assume wander the countryside and eat children, I guess. If you're bad, they eat you. I don't know. I don't know if that's a fact. They may just eat you to eat you. In modern times, the Yule Lads have been depicted as taking a more benevolent role, comparable to Santa Claus and other related figures. So, back in the day, these guys were bad. Now they're like, oh, it's just other Santa Claus guys. In fact, the, most of the pictures now, people who dress up like the Yule Lads look like Santa. But um, the olden Yule Lads look like homeless dudes with long beards, and they will probably kill you. Oh. But here's Are you the best sure part. those just aren't homeless men? I mean, they could be, but I'm not going to judge Iceland. They're very – Iceland's small, and I'll be honest, they, they can do what they want. They have a town named, like, Reykjavik, which is a great name, and that's where they play uh, – what's that video game with the spaceships? Ikten, Ikten, Okten. Exactly. <laughs> that one. Eve Online. Eve, thank you. Yes, Ikten, Ikten, Okten. Exactly. There are 13 nights before Christmas – and each one is visited by one of the Yule Lads. Are they, they actual knights? No, no. These are N, not K-N. Oh, that's disappointing. No, well, they're, they're homeless guys who eat babies. Okay, anyway, so. <laughs> we have descriptions of all the different ones. When they arrive and when they depart. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. The first one to arrive on December 12th, as we slowly approach that date, is... Sheepcoat Claude. He harasses sheep, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. (laughs) 
so I don't know what harass a sheep means. I, I'm going to hope not sexually, but it says he's impaired by his stiff peg legs. So I don't know. Does that make it hard for him to harass sheep? I don't. He might use his peg legs as weapons to help. <laughs> to help, help what? So that That he is an can... illogical statement. You might use his peg legs as weapons. <laughs> Hold on, let me stand on my hands. I'll get you. <laughs> Alright, then then on the thirteenth comes Gully Guck. Or uh, I we probably should say their Icelandic names. Sheep coat Claude is Stek Jastar and Gilly Jogger is Gully Guck. And uh, he hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into a cow shed and steal milk. <laughs> Again, Wait. these are just like a bunch of homeless guys Wait. who are like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm Santa. Are you sure homeless people didn't come up with this holiday? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but it's amazing. The next guy is, he comes on December 14th. He is Stufer or Stubby. He's abnormally short, and he steals pans to eat the crust left in them. This is this is homeless guys. This <laughs> the next the next guy is uh that's okay that's not a P I'm not sure what letter that is. Yurzgliskir, aka spoon licker. He steals your the type of spoon and he licks it. He's extremely thin due to malnutrition. <laughs> like. We have these people in like <laughs> L.A. and Chicago. They're we don't not give them celebrated. Really bad names like, hey, spoon liquor. <laughs> oh god. Okay, then there's Potoskifil or pot scraper who steals leftovers from pots. He comes on the 16th. Then there's bowl liquor, Askalaskier, who hides under beds. Well, that's creepy. Waiting for someone to put down their asker. A type of bowl with a lid instead of uh, dishes, and then he steals it. Why? Why does he steal it? I want to know why all these guys keep stealing stuff. This is this is the exact opposite of Santa. <laughs> that's the, that's oh, here's their a tradition: good one. is they come in and steal your things. <laughs> this sounds amazing. I want to go there just to steal stuff from people, and they're like, "Oh, that bowl liquor." <laughs> then there's then there's Huraskiler or door slammer. Uh, mm -hmm. He likes to slam doors, especially at night. It's just the guy who slams doors. <laughs> All these guys are dicks. Like, this guy just slams doors. It's like wake up in the middle of the night. Some guy's just standing by your door, just slamming it and then opening it up back, opening what? it back up. And you're just like, what damn it, dick? door slammer, go back to bed. And he's just like, no, slamming you doors. You ready for this one? The next one's amazing. What? Uh, Skiergamur? It looks like the beginning of Skyrim, for if you're a fan of that video game. It's Skyrgammer. His name is Skyrgobbler. And it's a Yule Lad with, the infinity, with an affinity for eating Skyr, which I looked up, and that is apparently like a type of yogurt. So apparently one of these guys loves yogurt. I mean, I can't blame him. He just wants to boost his immunity. <laughs> then, of course, then there's Bajirgenkicker, or Sausage Swiper. Guess what he takes? Sausage. Oh, he, he, he hides in the rafters and snatches the sausages that are being smoked. Of course he hides in the rafters. And the next one is Glugelgager. He is the window peeper. A voyeur who looks through windows in search of things to steal. Like virginity. <laughs> <laughs> then there's Gata Peeper, or doorway sniffer, 
He has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell that he uses to locate Laughenbrow. What the oh, balls is that? He sniffs out the doors for the door slammer to slam. <laughs> They're all buddies. They're like the 13 <laughs> dwarves. <laughs> that oh. that needs to be made into a movie. Is this yes. a movie yet? Oh, this has there has to be an entire series of movies called like the Yule Lads. And if there isn't Disney, get on that. Oh my god. We're sitting on a gold mine. Whoa. Then there's Ketkroker or Meat Hook. He has a hook that he uses to steal meat. <laughs> what? Wait, doesn't he have the same role as Sausage Swiper? They work uh, together too. Oh my god. And he then of course the, the last one. The last one is Kurtanskier, Kurtani, I can't even say it, candle stealer, and he follows children's, children in order to steal their candles, who, uh, which in those days was made of tallow and thus edible. So he would steal candles and eat them. Great. Well. This sounds like the single worst holiday ever. Like, in Iceland, we, we don't give gifts, we take them from each other. It's homeless man day. Honestly, I wish that was in America. It sounds amazing. Rather than the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade having a big fat Santa on a red outfit, just parade 13 homeless guys down the road. <laughs> They're like, each, look, of them, each of them older and crazier than the next. <laughs> They're just like, it's the Yule Lands. And then they're just like walking down. They're just like eating babies and punching people. <laughs> and snatching your meat. Yeah, here's the thing. None of those seem very homicidal. Like, they have, it says here, they're homicidal, and they've been known to, to eat children. Yet, none of those classifications, I guess maybe Meat Hook? Meat Hook sounds like a guy who would eat a child. May, I, but none of them seem like, are you putting, Pot Scraper, unless you put a baby in a pot, he's not going to eat it. Door Slammer's just a dick. He's not really yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, there's a link of various illustrations of the Yule Lads. That sounds like something I want to see. They, they look like they they look like dwarves. They all look like dwarves. They they actually oh. they actually look exactly like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Every single one of them. Maybe that's what Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is based off of. Yeah, there really is no difference. They look the exact same. Every single one of them. They all have like certain weird roles. But yeah, the, I, I, and we found the best, the best what? one. What? Um, I may, I may use this as the image today for our podcast. I want, so if you're going to wonder what, what this image is, that's what we're talking about right now. Um, can I copy image URL? I'm going to send this to you right now. Here. Take a look. (laughs) This is what we're using for the cover today. (laughs) 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 <laughs> now that's a tradition <laughs> Happy holidays No words Alright So that's just some more of the fun stuff Submitted by fans I, I can't even describe to you how funny that is I love the fact that as we approach the holidays I assume we'll find even more Crazy and wacky things to talk about But uh, I don't even I don't even know Oh my god that's funny It's the perfect time now I feel to go straight to Chop to Cop to 7 in the sky with Crendor. Crendor, what's going on? Well, today it's Thursday, and everybody's favorite day is Thursday, so everybody's out driving today. There's vans taking candy to the chocolate factory. You gotta watch out for those. 
There's uh, water bottles being transported by Fiji across the world. So there's going to be a backed up traffic today. That's the thing. Back to All you. All right. Oh, oh, okay. Hi. Whoa, that was awkward. It took, it, it, it took you a minute there. You were like, eh, that's the thing. Mm, it's hard getting from the chopper copter back to the studio in a second. You're very good at it. You're like you're like Santa Claus. You're like our Santa Claus. I mean, you're also you're also like Santa Claus in that you keep young boys in blackface around, and you're a Yule lad because you are disheveled and maybe homeless. Whoa, that's pushing it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go to uh, the weather. What's going on at the weather desk? Limestone, Pennsylvania. Oh, hey, PA. Mm-hmm. So, today in Limestone, Pennsylvania, it is going to be cold. 43 degrees Fahrenheit with a 20% chance of rain, 50% humidity, a 7.29 a.m. sunrise, a waning gibbous moon, so not too bright. Uh, we got trending keywords of snow, cold, and rain. Oh, is this going to give us Twitter feeds from, from the area? Yes, it is. Excellent. Great, great. Princess Odd says, It's so cold. What happened to nice weather? She's from Pittsburgh. Pitful News says, Netflix buys Disney flicks. Hulu's stuck with classic Disney ripoff. WPXI Weather says, <laughs> What is that to do with the weather? <laughs> I don't know. This is in the Weather Channel feed. All I know is Tom Champion X says, Where's the snow? So I like how there's one woman complaining. That it's cold, and the other guy's like, it's not cold enough! <laughs> I mean, that's Twitter. Alright, what's going on over sports? Uh, in sports, we've got some exciting news, which is Kobe Bryant reaches 30,000 points! Uh, what is that? Only five others have done that? Do we know those five? I know it's Jordan, uh, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, who else? Uh, is Magic Johnson in that list? There's, that, that's that's two of the five. Who are the other three? The Help me out other here. three are Carl Malone is probably one of them. Yeah. Wait, he was the Kobe's apparently the youngest. He's the youngest, but only five There's others have Wilt hit. Chamberlain, okay, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's who it would be. Carl Malone, Michael Jordan. All right. Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Good for him. Uh, it, it's it's nice that we've moved past his alleged attempted rape on some woman who worked. Uh, I'm sorry, butt rape on a woman who worked at a uh, hotel. I figure we should bring that back up just so I we mean, don't just so we don't forget that he's not really that good of a guy. I mean, you know, he's, you he's good. Do. He's a good player, but he did cheat on his wife multiple times. So yes. you know, you, you know, it's I mean, like the Family Guy. Or he's like, Kobe, did you rape that woman? And he just spins the basketball on his finger. And they're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, right? He's a good player, so all is forgiven. <laughs> yeah. That's how life works, right? Yep, yep. You just gotta he be won, good at basketball. He wins championships, so he's a good guy. He's, mm. he's the Ben Roethlisberger of, of basketball. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger is like, uh, my, my penis just falls out my pants <laughs> when I'm around ladies. I don't know why. Then he's like, just, well, he's good at football, so we'll give him a pass. They're just like, oh, Ben. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Ben, you're famous. It's okay. And then Brett Favre's like, hey, what about me? And it's like, ew, Brett Favre. You're old, Brett Favre. Go, go yeah, away. Yeah, you won no like 15 years ago. How about you win now before we like you again? 
That's what it's about. <laughs> that's all it's about. All right, I guess that's it for the sports. Now it's time for our big stories of the day. What do you got? Well, we have an amazing story today, which is eight sneaky signs your child may be cheating in school. This seems like a topic <laughs> that didn't need to be addressed. And if you're dumb enough as a parent not to know these things, you probably shouldn't have had children to begin with. But let's do this thing. Let's 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 go. It's 10 p.m. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> and your seventh grader still has a history test to study for and five chapters of Huckleberry Finn to read with Wait, essay questions. First question. off, what are they doing at 10 p.m. just starting? You're a bad parent if that's when you're like, better go do your homework at 10. I mean, I did a lot of my homework late at night. How'd that work out for you, buddy? I ended up <laughs> copying people during the day. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Continue, please. I had my friend Plaza, and I was like, Plaza, give me the homework. And he was like, okay. I passed that class, by the way. No, Plaza can pass that class. <laughs> this evening, soccer practice kept her busy until 7, and she's exhausted because she's been up since 6 a.m., Putting the final touches on her science fair display board, getting a bad grade or handing in homework late isn't an option. This is an indisputable fact of life in your household. Would it be so terrible then, she wonders, to ask her best friend if he could copy her homework or to write some important historical facts in ink on the palm of her hand? The temptation to cheat in school is nothing new. It's existed ever since children in schools first made each other's acquaintance. But it seems that the high pressure competitive environment of today's classroom is pushing more and more kids to resort to academic dishonesty. In a study by the uh, big school of LA, 64% of high school students admitted to cheating on a test in last year. But short of catching on, wait, but short of catching your kid in the act of plagiarizing off of the internet, would you know if she were breaking the rules? If more than a few of the following statements are true for your child, be extra vigilant where cheating is concerned. Here's the thing. The fact that 60-some percent of students admitted to it means that way over that number is actually true. Yep. So there is 60% had the balls to be like, yeah, I cheat. When yeah. you know for a fact it's more like 99. The only people who don't cheat are the people that everyone else is cheating off of. Yep. It's and true. those are the people who go on to be, like, super scientists and stuff. Like, there, there's this kid, Isaac <laughs> yeah. Miller, genius. Uh, uh, he, everyone, everyone copied off of him. Everyone. And he, and he was just sort of like, look, I don't care. I'm, I felt bad for him because you know he did care. Because he's like, I put in all this hard work. Everyone cheated off that kid. I feel people, bad for him. Here's a life lesson. People that say they don't care always care. Yeah, they just don't want to, like, especially women. If a woman ever yeah. says to you, I don't care, or it doesn't matter, or I'm okay with it, buy her flowers. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have done something wrong. Yep. Because if they weren't saying that, then everything would be okay. But the fact that they have to go out of their way to say, I don't care, or something of that nature, means they care. Yep. Okay, okay. So, yes, we know for a fact people cheat. Uh, everyone has cheated in their life, and even the people who don't admit to it have. Everyone has cheated at something. That's just... It's common human nature to want to get ahead and do it the easiest way possible. That's... Okay. Great. Yep. So how to catch your, your child at cheating. Go. Number one. Your child is stressed out about doing well in school. By the time they reach high school, kids get their grades... Kids... Kids... kids I can't read. 
By the time they reach high school, kids get that their grades can determine so much in their lives, where they go to college, what they do for a living, what size house they can afford. But some teens internalize this more ferociously than others. The stress can backfire on these students, making it harder for them to focus and more likely for them to cheat to keep their grades up. To know whether this is happening, observe whether or not your child's preparing assignments at home. Kids who study don't need to cheat, says Eric Anderman, Ph.D. professor of education psychology at The Ohio State University in Columbus and the author of Psychology of Academic Cheating. Tell your child that school isn't just about grades, it's about learning. And it's better to know something well and get a B than to cheat and get an A. I agree with that. I think that's actually true, but society doesn't view it that way. Colleges, uh, the people yeah. in charge don't, like, I agree. Uh, the problem that we have in schools, as a former educator, the problem that we have in schools is that people study for the test, and so they study to know what's going to be on the test, they pass the test, and then forget everything, rather yep. than associate it all together. And that's a big problem, because the whole point of learning is to figure out you know, how it all connects. Everything connects with everything. And so you have to sort of form this sort of overall process of becoming a lifelong learner, which is something that I don't think people do. Uh, that's why we're giving you these news articles, to help you learn every day. Exactly. We've taught you so much about racist Santas and <laughs> homeless Santas and I other learned, Santas. I learned more from video games than I did from school. Because people are invested in, in stuff like that. I, I, I'm, I'm not even joking. There are people who can tell you stuff uh, like, like lore nerds who are like really into story from video games can tell you the history of a world that doesn't even exist. <laughs> More than they can tell you about the real world they live in. Yep. The fact, the fact that people can tell you, for example, the seven dwarves, but they can't tell you who's on the Supreme Court, that kind of stuff. Where they were emotionally invested in the story of Snow White, and when it comes to, say, for example, the Supreme Court, they just don't care. And so the trick is getting them to care. And what you need to do to get them to care about the information is make them not care about the grades. And that is for people with a higher pay grade than mine to decide, because now they don't teach anymore, I don't give a damn. <laughs> the American way. F figure it out yourself, people. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done caring. I cared for long enough. I worked my butt off. Now I just don't care. You you save the next generation. I'm going to get old and die eventually, so I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm there. At that, I'm at that point. It's like balls to it. You know what? You deal with it, future. I was... As a kid told many times, if you just applied yourself, you would do oh well. Oh my god, I got that too. I got that too <laughs> all the time. Ugh, so stupid. And the best part is, like, the reason why I don't apply myself is because what you're telling me doesn't interest me. Exactly. And if it was interesting, I would, I would apply myself. It's not because I, 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 I suddenly just don't care. It's because what you're saying to me is boring as shit. Mm -hmm. I don't like what you're saying. And part you... of that's the teacher's job to make it interesting. Right? And when your class is, you just take notes every single day. That's like, I had a, a social studies teacher that was class every day. It's just, she would show a whiteboard of notes and we just take notes. It's yeah. like, okay, well, this is great. Thanks for wasting 45 minutes. I got information, but you taught me nothing. All yep. you did was give me stuff to get the test. And, her, and she was like, you're supposed to learn outside of class. No, no. <laughs> the way it works is you're supposed to give us these things to... Like, the notes and stuff should be outside of class. Like, like you can get that in the book. Yes, uh, that, that's why I actually like, on the college level, here's what's crazy. In high school, I sucked. 
I was in like the bottom third of my class in high school. I was not very good. But the higher I rose through through academia, like college, and then into master's degree, when I got my master's degree, I got like all A's. Because the higher you the higher you get, the more class becomes like first off, the more people teaching you know about the subject, so they can mm-hmm. get in depth, and more importantly. You're more invested in it. In college, what's great is you take classes you want to take. And so the thing is, you're there and you want to know stuff. Like, that's how it works. And you just do better and better and better and better the more you, the, you know, the more you invest yourself in something. And the key is convincing students to invest themselves, which is not going to happen when in high school it's about being a social butterfly and being the coolest kid you can be. So, unfortunately, you're screwed world we need we need we need to be more like japan where the kids there like we need to do a whole show on japan and schools because i've heard some crazy things everything from uh like kids who don't pass tests committing suicide to uh, uh there was an article i read last year that was like uh, there was an outbreak of this thing at, at a school where parents would like basically hire prostitutes for their children their children for their children, 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 for their robot children, for for their children, in order to get them to focus on school more than sex, because they were like in their teens. How crazy is that? That is the kind of stuff that we look. I'm just saying, parents, get your kid a prostitute. Is what I'm saying. Oh, when it boils down to it, that's what I'm saying. We need to hurry through this article. We've gone on a tangent here. Continue, I, please. Hold on, I want to continue the tangent. So, I was reading the Steve Jobs biography. And he had a thing where he said he would not listen to people that used PowerPoint. And he banned PowerPoint from all of his, like, meetings because he said if you need a PowerPoint where you have to, like, talk about what's on the screen, you don't know what you're talking about. It's a good point. Most PowerPoint presentations, which are bad, and you can tell which ones are really good and which ones are bad. Mm-hmm. The bad ones are what people are saying directly is also on the screen. Yep. You should like, like basically they're using the screen as a cheat sheet. A PowerPoint presentation should be you knowing what you're talking about and then pictures or descriptions of what you're talking about yeah. so that it, it, you complement each other. Not you're the exact same thing and no one has to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So there's or your whatever, business you know. tip of the day. Yeah, we're help. We're, we're all about education here today. We are. All right. Continue. Please. Your child doesn't usually test well. So he must be cheating. Yes. That's that's, that's just stupid. Sometimes you do well on tests. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't test well, but I can write a paper, you know, a me- I can pound out a five-page paper in a night and get an A. If that I, is my thing. Yeah, I never tested well, but I could I, write well. I never tested well, but with that said, when it came to, like, certain tests, for example, if the book was something I really enjoyed or... For example, in history, during the World War II unit, I got all A's the entire unit. Because that unit is amazing. World War II is like a fascinating subject. Young men, young boys, love that subject. You, you know, no young boy doesn't imagine World War II as being something epic and, and grand. Even though, you know, technically it was horrifying. <laughs> you know, in your mind as a kid, you're like, that is awesome. That's and where Ray Gun fought. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. Ray Gun from the infamous film Red Tails. Horrible movie. Mm-hmm. Um... It's, I aced that entire thing. Everything else in that class was like C's. And if you went by this logic, I would have have been cheating. But no, I was just interested in the subject. Two is stupid. I'll give them one, but two is dumb. Yeah. 
Number three. Your child fears failing you. That's a truth. But, but, but... What about those tiger moms? That's, yeah. Like the Asian tiger moms who beat down their children into the point where, of course, they fear, they fear failing them, but at the same time, they don't cheat. They just get real focused and ignore life. Mm-hmm. I guess because the tiger mom would beat the crap out of the kid who cheated. Exactly. So, what so have they we learned? Well. Hire, hire prostitutes for your kids and then beat them. <laughs> they do well right, education-wise, but then you scar them in all other aspects. Yeah, socially you scar them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be a good tiger mom. I, that's, that's why I don't think I can have kids. Because I'd be like, God, you're such a failure. <laughs> Let me hire you another prostitute. <laughs> Number four. Your child's school is a pressure cooker. All schools are pressure cookers. Shut up. Four's dumb. You don't even have to explain it. Four's stupid. Yes. Uh, number five, your child has too much on her plate. Piano lessons, sports, religious instruction, not to mention the weekly babysitting gig. All this plus homework can be too much for some, if not most kids. Indeed, being overscheduled is a strong risk factor for cheating. If your child is struggling under the weight of her extracurricular activities, cut some sorry, out. Extracurricular. Extra what? Extracurricular. Curricular. Curricular? I can't even say it. Extracurricular? Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> so basically, don't... Don't overload. Yeah. That's, that's an obvious thing. All right. Think about it. If you're a parent and you got a bunch of stuff to do, you're going to feel overloaded. Overloaded? Man, Exactly. All right, next. Your child complains about unfair teachers. Well, Dude, I've had some te awful teachers. Yeah, I mean, there are some teachers who are just bad at their job. There are other teachers that are great. My English, I never had a good English teacher my whole life until I had my first year of college, and he was like an author, and I got an A in that class, and he was like, well, you're a pretty good writer. And I was like, wow, English is actually fun. Right? Here, here's, the, here's the thing that I think is kind of funny. Uh... Most high school teachers are hired for positions other than teaching. I learned this while applying for my first teaching job. Uh, as a history teacher, I went up against coaches and like people who did other roles yeah. at the school, and then they were just given a teaching job. Mm -hmm. So most people who are there don't know what they're doing and aren't very good at their job. And that's just a fact, unfortunately. My dad was a football coach who was also a history teacher. That says a lot. I mean – Great, you know, he's, he's, he's my dad, great guy. But, you know, that says a lot. Um, it does. You know, when, when after that he went off to go, like, coach uh, college football. He didn't go off to coach – or coach. He didn't go off to teach college history. You know, football was his thing. So I, even though I'm sure he was a great history teacher. <laughs> right now my dad's listening like, oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, old man. I got to get a hot time. I don't need to speak English there. <laughs> Let me try that again. Sorry, old man. I got to give you a hard time. Uh, uh, no, I definitely, yeah. It, it's, it's, that's why most teachers are bad, because they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And there's a commercial on TV now, I think. It's saying that, like, the, the most effective way to get to students is having a good teacher. That's the key. Yep. Teachers need to be more like, uh more selective like it should be more college like 
I think for like the entire school system. But like when you're younger, I think the parents should like select the teachers, and then you I, can pick and choose like based off your child. I think there should be a distinct. Like I think the the key is holding children back. I know no one's gonna agree with me on that, but I feel like if your child isn't progressing, the biggest thing I noticed was people say in seventh grade who had a I don't know fourth grade reading level and they were just pushed along in the system I think I feel like children should be held back until they learn what they need to progress to the next grade like even if your kid is 15 and going into like sixth grade so be it <laughs> the kid the kid needs it because everyone the, the way the system works now is everyone's pushed along through until they get you know, they graduate, and then the people who rise go off to college, and the people who don't are left to do the, the manual jobs. And, like, they're okay with that, because in the mind of society, it's like, well, they're a good citizen because they went through school and, and didn't drop out, so they're okay. But, really, the whole system's messed up. Like, schooling is crazy. That's, that's again, like I said, I'm, a, I'm an old fart now, so I don't need to care anymore. It's a You deal with the future. It really is. It's like it's based off a factory system. Like, right? get even, the products even, good and push them out. Even the term dropout comes from when there was bad, def- like, faulty products on the assembly line. Yeah. And they would drop them out of the assembly line. I mean, that's 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 where that word comes from. So the whole thing is, is nonsense. Like, it's basically meant to ensure that you will become a productive member of society. Not to educate you, which is yeah. what should be doing. But it's just to make sure that you don't go off and, like, become a psycho killer. Yeah, that's why I think Einstein said something where he was like, my education started after I was done with school, or something like that. Number seven, your child's grades are all over the place. No, that again can be because of their interests. Oh my god. (laughs) Whatever, okay. Number eight, your child's smartphone is practically an appendage. So every child is cheating. Yes. Even even adults are cheating constantly now. Yes. Yeah, okay. All adults are cheating. That's like saying your child's arm is also an appendage. The ability to connect instantly with answers to questions by Googling or texting a friend and the simplicity of cutting and pasting can blur the lines in a young person's mind about what's unethical. No, all, all you do is then the teacher has to realize that phones are a problem. So either you try to ban phones, which will make students try to sneak phones, or you address the issue and you make stuff harder. Like, if they're going to use phones to cheat, then you make the questions more difficult. Yup. Then you say, all right, if you're going to try and cheat, I'm going to make it more, you have to go more in depth. You have to find things that you can't find on your little phone there. That's why it's, most of it comes down to just teachers in the system. Yup. I guess that's it, guys. That is, that is all the signs that your child is cheating, or most likely a... An average student. One of the two. <laughs> Most likely. But, uh... I, Let I me guess just say, I cheated sometimes, and I turned out fine. Do we have crickets? Do we have a cricket noise? <laughs> Close enough. Close <laughs> enough. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we will be back tomorrow for a Friday show. So, as I always say, thank you, and... To be continued. Woo!